When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Today on Vulnerable at Home, I get to speak with the most inspirational person, Tia B. Stokes. She's a content creator, a dancer, a mama of five, and a cancer survivor. I adore her so much, and I'm really excited that she took the time to speak with me. I'm Christy Carlson Romano, and this is The Vulnerable Podcast. Welcome to Vulnerable. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, Tia, you know nothing about being vulnerable, right? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. I mean, I don't cry on the internet ever. (laughs) (laughs) Tia, the last time I saw you, we did this really great live for, it was the the Cancer Society, right? Yeah, right. Yep. We We actually raised money together. We did like like a fundraiser. We did. I know. That was so fun. It really was only because like we got to chat about a lot of stuff, uh, not as specifically as today, but like we got to meet first of all, because yeah, yeah, I have been a, you know, a fan, a lover, a supporter of you and your journey. And I'm just always just so pleased to see you in a good place. And, and so when I got to do the live, it was just, I was fangirling most of that time. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was fangirling too, most of it. (laughs) (laughs) This is working out great. (laughs) And you know something I told you the whole time because you are an amazing dancer and a dance teacher as well. You have a studio and I was like, oh gosh, I really don't do like TikTok dances and I don't do dances. And, and you helped me through that and gave me a little bit of uh, confidence to do oh, TikTok good. dances. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you dancing. I've seen you doing your thing on TikTok. And- but honestly, I hadn't even thought to do anything physical with my body like that for me to like enjoy yeah. in that moment that we did that. And yeah. I think that there's there's definitely something which I'm sure you can explain to uh, to me and to us that it's it's kind of life-giving in some ways to just not think about anything and and just have a fun in that moment and oh, dance totally. even oh. if you're not the best dancer it's oh, like totally. just do it I guess. Well, it's just like living in that moment. And that's what I always tell like my classes when I teach, you know, dance is yeah. I don't care if you're the best dancer or you've never danced before, but there's nothing compared to just turning on the music and just being free for that however long it is, you know? And there's just yeah. something about people like when I watch people dance and, and you know anywhere, it's just they just come alive. Like you become who you are. Like, there's no judgment. There's no, you know, you're just living your life, being free, having fun. 
mm-hmm. I mean, you can't deny that when, you know, music goes on and you're just moving your body, having a good time that you're just, you're having fun. And that's what life's about. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, if COVID taught us anything, it, it it's that living in the moment has to be a priority. Oh, totally. Right? And so let's, let's just, I want to, I almost want to like go back to, I don't know if we want to go back to the beginning or whatever with with who you are. I actually really do want to get to know you better. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Because I know your journey, you know? I know your journey and I and I and I've been like on pins and needles at times and and literally just been like praying for you and celebrating with you as well. Yeah. But I'm I'm curious about even before that. I mean, you have you have five kids, right? Five kids, yep. I <laughs> with your husband. Kids. Yeah. Yep. I have four boys and one little girl. So Oh, your little girl is just <laughs> Edible. <laughs> sassy. That's what she is. <laughs> oh, mine too. Mine too. I got a five and a three year old, and they just every day it just gets uh, oh yeah more challenging. <laughs> sassy. I know my girl. It's so funny because I've had I have four boys, and mm-hmm. so you know boys are a little bit they're crazy, but they're just laid yeah. back and you know yeah. whatever they'll wear whatever. My little girl, she changes her outfits like twenty times a day. She, want, you know what I mean? She wants her hair done specifically a certain way. She, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it, everything's Ugh. very specific. She wants you to do things specific. She wants- She's a princess. It, yeah, she is. Yeah, she's a princess. <laughs> oh, man, you got all the girl in that one little one. Because, yeah, that's how my, my second one is. And then my first one is a little bit more bugs and science and like, you know, all that stuff. I'm trying yes. to be like, yes, STEM, get it. Like, let's do that for you. <laughs> And then the other one is, yeah, princesses in pink and like all the things. Okay, so five, you know, how did I'm actually curious, how did you meet your husband? Like, what's your relationship with dance? Like, how did you get started in dance? Yeah. So I started dancing when I was 10. My sister wow. was my, I come from a big family. I, there's seven yes. kids in my family. And my sister was a dancer, she taught dance. And so mm-hmm. my parents, I'm the I'm the baby of the family. So, you know, when you get to the baby, it's kind of like I do. Are mm-hmm. you the baby? The baby of four. Yeah. And I oh, and yes. my sisters also danced. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So it was one of those things where my parents were like, okay, like your sister's a dance teacher, you're gonna go and dance, you know? Like <laughs> that's what you're gonna do because it's sure. free and you can and she can teach you. So mm-hmm. I started dancing, I fell in love with it actually, and I I danced in the studio. I grew up in the studio, danced, mm-hmm. you know, 20 plus hours a week. And I actually, all I wanted to do was be a professional dancer. That's what I wanted to do. And I actually got my first dancing opportunity at the Billboard Music Awards for Beyonce Knowles. I was- What? I got to, yeah, I was a senior- When she had two names. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So I got, I was a senior in high school and I had my first like dancing opportunity with her and it was just so much fun. So I got to, I ended up traveling with like a group called USA Mm -hmm. and did a lot of like NBA, NFL halftime shows. Had lots of fun experiences that way. And then I moved back to Utah in 2007 
And mm-hmm. I decided that I wanted to, I was actually being managed at the time by Britney Spears' dad. And what? I, yeah, what? I know. <laughs> I know. I did not see like, that on Wikipedia. Like I live two different lives, Christy. <laughs> oh, I'm here for this and I'm glad I asked. Okay. That's crazy. Was that a good experience for you? Yeah, it was. It was okay. good. And it was all business. You know, yeah, it was it was great. It was fine. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, so I I was gonna go back and you know, mm-hmm. all the things and have all these auditions and meetings yeah. and whatever. But I decided that I wanted to stay in Utah and I wanted to get married and I wanted Aww. to have a family and mm-hmm. I wanted to do whatever God wanted me to do, basically. And so I stayed in St. George, Utah, and I was working at Golden Corral at the time. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> <The> old buffet, GC. <laughs> and I stayed there. And the craziest thing is I ended up meeting Andy. Like Andy, he played professional football for – he got drafted to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And oh, wow. And for the Arizona Cardinals. So he was actually in between teams at the time when he came back to Utah and we ended mm-hmm. up meeting, like we ended up meeting and we fell in love. And literally, okay, you're not going to believe this, but I am. We went on our first <laughs> date December 15th. We got engaged December 31st and we got mm-hmm. married January 26th. That's amazing. You just knew. You just <laughs> yeah. knew? We just knew. It was one of those things where we just knew. I was engaged to Brendan two months after meeting him. So I 100% oh, yeah. understand that. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. But he ended up – so he left for football like six days after we got married. You got married? So oh, it's it kind of like the military. You were like, yeah, he's going to ship it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was kind of crazy because I started that same, that same year. Mm-hmm. I started a dance group called Calamity. And okay. at the time, I didn't know, you know, I just wanted to continue dancing. I wanted to continue my passion. Sure. At the time, I didn't know why I named it Calamity. But then uh, we were getting ready for our first concert, and one of my dancers was diagnosed with cancer for the second time. So mm. we ended up making it a benefit concert for her. And, you know, after that concert was kind of crazy because it kind of it clicked that that's what calamity stood for, was dancing for people going through real-life calamities, you know, wow. and being able to dance for those going through cancer or other life illnesses, Wow. Yeah. And so the last 15 years of my life, you know, prior to my cancer diagnosis, I was dancing for people going through cancer and Mm -hmm. going through life illnesses. And then I get diagnosed and it just like everybody starts dancing for me. When 2020 kind of hit, was that before or had you already been diagnosed? Because... Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. When COVID was kind of just getting started and TikTok was just getting started yeah. and you were making lip syncing videos, yeah, were you diagnosed yet? I don't think you were, right? I wasn't. No. Right. Uh-uh. I had just had Rose. So I mm-hmm. just had my baby girl Rose and she was mm-hmm. six months old. But ever since I had like 
when I had her, I was sick. Like I would just get, I had all these random sicknesses that were happening from the time I had her till my Mm -hmm. diagnosis. And, Mm -hmm. you know, nobody knew what it was, you know, because there was always like something. It was like loss of appetite, nausea. Mm -hmm. I just didn't Mm -hmm. feel well. I had an ongoing cough. So, Mm -hmm. and a lot of it was, I thought was postpartum. Like I thought- You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Your body goes through so much after giving birth. So there was times like when I was teaching in the studio where I couldn't breathe. I was literally on the ground and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so out of shape, you know, because Mm -hmm. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. I just had a baby. My body's adjusting all the things. And then, yeah, I started, TikTok came and that was during that time. And I remember being so sick. I remember like specifically this couch that I'm sitting on, I would yeah. lay on every single day and every day would kind of be my motivation to like, get up, get mm. ready, make a fun TikTok. Like, right. Like, <laughs> like not think too much you know about what I mean? it. Yeah. Not think yeah. about my, what I was feeling in that moment, right. but just do something right. fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of crazy how that carried me through my journey. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's, I mean, I am curious though, in terms of faith and, and sort of what's your relationship to all of that? Are you in Utah? Because it's more or less like, are you LDS or I mean? Yeah. So I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, And I was born and raised into the Mm -hmm. gospel. Mm -hmm, My mm -hmm. husband is as well. But for me, I feel like I'm so grateful for just the knowledge of like families are forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful for, you know, just the, I, I feel like my faith was a huge, especially being in that hospital room by myself, you know, physically alone. I feel like just prayers. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you remember and even you. So I, I do thank you to you for praying for me oh, and dancing. I did. I did. I honestly did. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so many people. I was scared. I, I, <laughs> I was like crying. Christine. There was a point at which when you were in isolation that I was like, oh my God, Dio, Dio. And I would talk to my husband. I'm like, I hope Dio's okay. <laughs> but, oh, you know. Christine. Yeah. I know. You're I know, so but. awesome. Thank you. Thank but you honestly, so much. Like, you're very welcome. And you're, you know, I care a lot about you. But it's one of those things where it's like, I, I at best, TikTok has found a way to really create community. Um, What people do with those communities is either good, it can be bad, it can be weird. But at its best, root cause is when it can help for a cause, I'm sure. Yes, yeah. And certain creators do embody those causes. And I don't think that there's a better person that's a, a successful, you know, embodiment than than you. So can you just like take us through maybe like when you realized that you were going to start to like journal along? Yeah, no, thank you. And thank you for that compliment. That's really nice of you to say that. I It's just true. It's <laughs> really nice. For me, it was just like, like I said, like I was all by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I have family all over and For me, when I decided, it was probably like two days after I got, you know, you get admitted that day. And the day I was diagnosed, I was admitted within an hour. Like I had, I had an hour to get into the hospital. I was so sick that they thought I was in a coma by the looks of my blood smears. 
And so that day, it was just crazy. It was like, put in your port, have a biopsy, do this, like just going, going, going. So it was like two days later that I was sitting in my my hospital room. I'm like, you know what? Like, I want to look back at, like, I'm going to win. Like, that was my first thought. Like, I'm a bad A mother trucker, you know? (laughs) I'm a bad A mother trucker. I'm going to win this, but I want to look back and I want to see how hard I fought. And Mm -hmm. on those good days, on those bad days, I wanted to be able to journal that. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but I wanted to show people that, they're still good in like they're still good to be found, even mm-hmm. when the midst of a dark trial, you want to call it, such as cancer, mm-hmm. acute myeloid mm-hmm. leukemia, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I did. I started, you know, sharing my journey every single day, every step of the way on Instagram. I started doing TikToks every day mm-hmm. as a way mm-hmm. to help me to progress and, you know, fight off the cancer, but also a way to be able to share what was going on with my Mm -hmm. day or what I was going through. And then I would do YouTube every night, you know, Mm -hmm. and I would go live. And sometimes like those lives were scary. I mean, there was, there's been some of my lives where I would just like pass out on camera because I was so sick, but it was something for me that I knew that I would want to look back and be like, you know what? Like I can do hard things. Like I've done hard things and I'm here today and I am grateful for, you know, that journey, for what it's taught me, for what it's given me, for all the many awesome relationships that it's brought into my life, such as you, Yeah, you know? Yay. And Colleen, I know Colleen Ballinger is a really big fan, right? Yes. And Colleen, yes, we've, I know we've become such great friends. And I even tell her, I'm like, you know, it's kind of crazy because I know it's weird to say like you're grateful for cancer, but when you have such great people, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have met a lot of amazing, like my friendships in my life if it mm-hmm. wasn't for that opportunity, you know, if it wasn't well, the for thing that too, experience. And if, if in going towards the idea of faith and the narrative of us being sort of put on this earth for a purpose, yeah, you know, you being a mother, you being an amazing wife, like these things are all callings and some of us realize it and then some of us don't, I guess, but <laughs> what a wonderful, what a wonderful, you know, message to send to your daughter and your yeah. and your sons. Well, there was something, my husband even said it. He was like, we were talking on the phone one day when I was in the hospital and he said, mm-hmm. Tia, I wish I could take this from you, mm-hmm. but I can't. He's like, this is your calling. If I were to have cancer, I would hide in that room. I would lock mm-hmm. myself up. I would be mm-hmm. miserable. I would be mm-hmm. mad, you know? He's like, this is your calling. Like, this is your purpose in this life is to be able to bring this light and strength, hopefully, Mm -hmm. to others and, you know, especially to our kids. So, And I feel like I've seen a lot of duets with other folks, younger people, too, that are in hospitals and kind of dealing with stuff. So uh, how has that felt to kind of almost be like a role model to these these young folks? And I mean – Incredible. Like, it just makes mm-hmm. my heart so happy to mm-hmm. see people fighting, like going through it now and mm-hmm. dancing through it, you mm-hmm. know, and finding the joy and finding like, it's not, it doesn't have to be an end all. It doesn't have to be a, okay, I'm, I'm sick. I have cancer. I'm just going to mm-hmm. lay here in my bed and be miserable or be, or die. Like, I just feel yeah. like it's been so cool. It's been inspirational to me 
to watch mm-hmm. others. And it, it's cool because I always get tagged in these, you know, duets or these v- videos of people dancing in the hospital. And yeah. I love it. Like, I love cheering them oh. on. I love being able to see them, you know, shine mm-hmm. their light and mm-hmm. to fight it in such a positive way. And the nurses you do TikToks with always seem like they've, they're they a pretty good team for you, too. Oh, yes. Oh, totally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're such good sports. Right? Like, they're they're just... I mean, that it's just so wonderful to see that it's almost like a little community, a little family when you're there yeah. and how much you, you must mean to them and, and your story means to everybody there. Yeah. Okay. And then we also have, well, one question in terms of the dancing through it. You created a dance that we did on our live. Yes. What was that like? Did you create that in your studio? How did you think of that? No, I created that in my hospital room. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's it was awesome. kind of funny, though, because me and my best friend were talking. She's like, Tia, you need to do a dance that, like, I can just duet you. Because, you know, I was in my hospital room by myself, and she's like, uh-huh. just do a dance that, like, I can duet you and that we can, you know, that people can do with you. And so – I was like, all right. So that song, Glorious, was a song that I actually found right before I got diagnosed from another cancer fighter, Kim Can Kick It. And Mm -hmm. she, that was like her fight song that helped her. And so I remember watching her and before I got diagnosed and I thought if anything ever had, like if I ever get faced with something like that, like I want to go through it like her, like her strength is amazing. Before you were diagnosed. Before I was diagnosed. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so I saw her on Instagram and I just was fell in love with her energy and just her fight, her grit. And Mm -hmm. so when I got diagnosed, it was like a no brainer. Like, okay, this is the song and this is where we're at, you know? And the words are just so magnetic. Like the words of glorious, like reminding Mm -hmm. us that we feel glorious, that we Mm -hmm. have a chance to start again. You know, every day is Mm -hmm. a new chance, every moment. And mm-hmm. that we were born for this, to remember that no matter no matter what we're going through in our life, that we were born for these experiences and opportunities, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so beautiful, Tia. Yeah, thank you. So, and when you say best friend, are we talking about your best friend that you helped with her pregnancy? No. So are you, you're talking about the, the girl I donated my eggs to, right? Yes. 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 <laughs> I, I, I thought maybe you guys were best friends, but it seemed yeah. like you guys are pretty close. Yeah, we are pretty close. Yes. Yeah, we are. But my best friend is, she's actually my niece. So. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the woman you donated to is your niece? No, 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 no. My friend is just the girl that I donated to. And then my best friend is my niece. Yeah. Got it. That's nice. That's really awesome. And your family's been obviously very supportive and rallied behind you with everything. Yes. Oh, I have an amazing family. My family's amazing. Have you ever felt like you like had a – this is sort of an off-the-wall question, but like in a a strange way, as as women – uh, I feel like so much of what we do is is sacrificing for others. Yes. And I'm curious, like, as as this was your calling, it also was something that you had to do alone and away from your family. Have you ever felt like you wanted to give back to them as a community? Or have you felt like all of this process has been bigger than just them and that in and of itself it gives back to the entire sort of family? Yes. I mean – I feel like that's something that I I don't want to say 
struggle because I feel like I've been given so much, you know, Mm -hmm. so many prayers and faith and love and fasting and just so much that that is something that I hope that I can be able to give back, you know, one day. And hopefully even, you know, even to my brother, for an example, Mm -hmm. like my brother, my donor who Mm -hmm. donated his, you know, stem cells to me, Mm -hmm. that's something that I, I text him all the time and I'm like, I hope that I can make you proud or do something good with my life, you know? Like, (laughs) I hope that I can do something good with my life to be able to show people, like, I am grateful for the life that people have prayed for, for the life that people have given so much time and of their talents and love to. And Mm -hmm. that is something that I hope that I can either find a way or one day or... You know, be able to, I, and I, that's one thing that I love about seeing people, like meeting people is because mm-hmm. I love being able to hug them in real life and be like, thank you. Like, thank Aww. them and give them that, you know, just that gratitude back that I feel so, so grateful for my life. I feel like I am seriously going to see you someday. I don't know why, but I know I'm going to bump into you at some event or something. Yes. And I am going to give you the biggest hug. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't wait. No, we will. It will happen. I'll make sure I don't have COVID. I'll take the test and then I'll make sure I'm like, I'm ready to hug Tia. <laughs> it will happen. It will. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of sort of giving back and all that, though, like you had merch that you kind of created, too, and you were wearing it when you were getting your treatments done. And like, yes. where are you at with that? Like, what yeah. was that like? Yeah. So I'm still doing that. I'm still creating merch. And the crazy thing is, is I I was kind of doing merch before I uh, even got diagnosed. I was Mm -hmm. because I'm all into, you know, self-love and body positivity and just like loving yourself and finding that confidence. And so I was doing some before that. But then when I got diagnosed, obviously, it just it was something that I we my family especially really wanted to put out there in support and help and Mm -hmm. and just show love. And now it's been awesome. Like, I feel like now I get to put my own, you know, my own flavor into it. And I get to express that my message of basically like living today because we're never guaranteed tomorrow. You know, we're never guaranteed tomorrow. So living today and being the best versions of ourselves today and and being able to, you know, spread that aloha, that love, <laughs> and especially that message of we got this, you know, no matter what you're going through, that as a community through him, you, me, we, we got this. So it's been fun. I mean, it's fun for me to put it out there. It's fun to see people rocking it and believing in in the message. Mm-hmm. And I hope that it continues, you know? Me too. I do. Yeah. I do too. Why not? Yeah. So, and you mentioned aloha. So are you originally from Hawaii? My mom and dad are. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I'm originally from California, but I live in Utah now. But yes, my parents are, my dad's Hawaiian and my mom's Samoan German. So. Okay. All right. Interesting. (laughs) There you go. Which which means that you are uh, absolutely gorgeous and you're Thank you. All year round. (laughs) I have to hide in the winter and (laughs) (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Or get us right. But um (laughs) and then so we did talk about, you know, body positivity. We mentioned how, you know, you helped your friend. And I as if I could ever love you more, honestly. You start talking about on social media, you're like, oh, and this is my friend, and I gave her my egg, and this is the child. (laughs) I'm like, are you kidding me? This woman needs wings. Like, I mean, come on. (laughs) 
So, so how, how is that? I've seen you post about it, but what is that about like for you in terms of being able to give that gift to your friend? Yeah, it was something that one of my friends was struggling with. She had Mm -hmm. tried to do IVF with her own eggs and it didn't work. And the doctors had told her that she was going to need a, you know, a donor. And so I offered, I just offered to her that I would, you know, I would offer to be her donor if she would Mm -hmm. wanted me. And yeah, it's been an awesome experience. Um, I did go through, you know, I'm I'm a type of person that's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. I got this. Like, I can do anything. Like, that's just my mentality <laughs> always. Tia um, possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but, at, you know, at the beginning when she, so we went through the whole, like, I did the shots, you know, mm-hmm. all that process and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she had her first baby and everything was mm-hmm. great. And then I didn't have my, like, I only had three boys at the time. So I think Ah. the fact that she had a girl first kind of like was, I'm not going to lie, it was a struggle. Like I struggled a little bit Mm -hmm. just because it was hard seeing, you know, you're just going through all these like mental thoughts, you know? Oh, yeah. But my husband- aren't you super hormonal too because of the- Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You're basically, you have to take a pregnancy test saying you're pregnant, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But my husband had said something really profound and he just told me, he's like, Tia, like those babies were always hers. You know, those babies were always hers and you were just the vessel to help bring those babies to their family. And which really helped me a lot to be able to help myself like disconnect, you know, disconnect. So that's what I believe. I believe that, you know, those are, those were always her babies. She has two little girls that look just like me, (laughs) (laughs) just like me. And she has her and her husband have blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, and yeah. Then there, she has two little dark girls that look like me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's awesome. Now, you know, yeah. my my kids know them as like their half sisters, but we call oh, them cousins. Wow. Right, right. And that makes sense. Yeah. So it's good. They know me as Auntie Tia and I Aww. see them all the time and have an open Aww. relationship. And yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Good. Yeah. It's awesome. It's really awesome. That's really, really beautiful. Okay. Wow. Just, you're just such a damn good human being. (laughs) I really mean that. I really do. There's no sarcasm laced in there. I promise you that, like from the bottom of my heart. How do you and your husband kind of balance all this? I mean, this is a lot. Five kids is a lot. Yeah. What you're going through is a lot. Um, content creation continually is a lot. Managing your business is a lot. I think your, your, your husband, doesn't he coach as well? Yeah. He's a high school. So y'all have like three, four different jobs and five kids. Like, how do you guys do it? How do you manage? Do you just have we help? Do. We do. Have, we have an amazing support. I mean, my okay. husband, first of all, I have to say, I'm not crazy without my husband's, like, permission. <laughs> well, like, you know, it takes, it's team effort, right? Like, yes. he has to be on board with what I do. But honestly, he pushes me. Like, he's the one that's that oh. tells me to do it all. He's really? the one that tells me to keep going. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly feel like I gained my wings when I married him because he just helped me to fly. Like, he helped me to find myself and to help me to just soar and, you know, just to become who I am and who I'm becoming. We tag team a lot. Really, like, he's awesome at helping out with the kids. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I have my awesome, uh, I have Kelsey, 
who actually mm-hmm. came in and helped us when I was in in the hospital fighting cancer. And she stepped in and helped me to be able to take care of my kids, which which was a huge blessing and such a miracle because, I mean, who do you trust with your kids? You know, like it's very hard. I mean, as a mom, it's hard to find someone that you can be like, okay, here's mm-hmm. my kids for the next month and a half. And honestly, you didn't post a ton about that, but one of the things that connected me most to you was, you know, I had these littles in my life and I, I thought about you and your daughter and I, I just connected with that on, in such a visceral way that you weren't next to them. And I knew, even though you were posting about it, how much, how hard that had to be and how yeah. strong you were being for them. And I was like, I was like a silent understanding for all the women that were rooting for you. Like we all kind of knew yeah. like that part of it must have been extremely, extremely hard, which I don't need you to relive. But, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but that is, but, and, and again, like that's so great that Kelsey was able to step in. Yeah. That, that That's when family is, you know, people sometimes think that family is, like we can take family for granted, right? Yeah, totally. And and family doesn't necessarily have to be who you're, you know, born related to. Yeah. You know, you, you try to make it work with certain people, but you know, I, I just think it's wonderful when a family member can really choose to choose the right path and step up like that. Yes. Oh, totally. Totally. And that's the that was the biggest blessing of it all was being able to have, you know, that help. And as a mom, like that was Honestly, that was one of the hardest, if not the hardest thing was being away from my kids. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm an active mom. I love that's that's kind of like my problem too is I like to play with my kids too much. I don't <laughs> get a lot of work done. <laughs> so that was what that was really hard for me because I was miss I missed out on a lot, you know, and mm-hmm. being away from them, but having somebody there that I knew that would create memories with my kids and love mm-hmm. them um Really, mm-hmm. it helped a lot. So that's good. That's really yeah. that's really amazing. Yeah. And now I do want to say something. Yeah. I never got more protective or upset about a creator uh, and their comments than I when I started seeing people. Like I guess you did some like re- replying to comments and stuff like that about people talking about your weight. Yes, and I was like, "Are you effing kidding?" I was like, "We have been through hell and back with supporting <laughs> Tia. Here she is, flying high, and you haters want to come up in here and talk about her weight. How <laughs> Who dare <are> you?" <laughs> I was like so angry and I'm still angry and um it takes sometimes me holding back when I see some of that stuff because I had seen a few comments and then I stopped looking because I was going to have to stalk somebody I didn't want (laughs) to you and Jennifer Love Hewitt Jennifer Love Hewitt has become one of my greatest friends too now and love her her too she was like she got on her insta story she's like that is enough. Nobody's talking, <laughs> Stop talking about my friend Tia's way. <laughs> I was so like, messed oh up. Oh my man. gosh, I love her. Well, what, so what do you think about that? Like, I mean, and just in terms of like, I don't think it affects you, but yeah. I'm sure it affects others. And yes, I, I, you tell me, like, what's yeah. that experience for you? Like, yeah, and no, and that was my biggest thing about like it. Honestly, honestly, like. I think the biggest thing, the hardest thing was knowing that it happens to other people all the time, you know, and I think that that's what bothered me the most. And that's why I use my example. Like I responded to those things in trying in a loving way, you know, trying Mm -hmm. to show people that 
there's more to life than what you look like. Like I freaking survived cancer. Like I'm here. Like I might be however many pounds over or whatever, but like I'm alive. I'm with my kids. I'm with my family. I'm enjoying Mm. life, you know? You're moving your body. Your body's able to move. Like my body. And I think that's something that we forget so often, you know, especially with society is that, you know, our body does so much for us. And sometimes we get so engulfed in the temporal of it, of what it looks like and what it's, you know, what it looks like then rather than what it does for us. Mm -hmm. That was my biggest struggle. And I think a hard thing was seeing the shift in people, like feeling that shift was Mm -hmm. from, you know, some people supporting and then all of a sudden I'm getting comments about my weight, you know? So weird, right? Where it was just so weird because I'm like, this, like, I'm going through some, like, I'm sorry I don't look like what you want me to look like. I'm sorry that when you joined my story, I was really, really sick. You know, I was really sick and on a, I was basically on a feeding tube. I was on IV nutrition for a long time. So Mm -hmm. it just, it kind of just broke my heart that, you know, that's the way that people were portraying me and that they were, they were looking at that instead of the bigger grams, you know, the bigger picture of everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It is very, it, it, it was a big disappointment. I, I wonder sometimes how content is served yeah. then, you know, and what responsibility certain communities have, you know, to sort of safeguard that. And I, I just don't understand how that's salvageable, you know what I mean, in terms yes. of protecting the communities that we build. And then it's like, how the heck did that happen? It like creeped in one comment, two comments, three comments. It's yeah. like, what was it? Was it one video that you posted that all of a sudden yeah. you started noticing it? I mean, yeah. that's so yeah. weird. Well, and it's it really funny because weird. I was going through, I had just had my transplant. Uh-huh. I was going through graft versus host disease. I would just got put on steroids. So, I mean, if we all know anything about steroids, you know, that's what it does to you, especially yeah. when you're put on 90 milligrams a day. Mm-hmm. But like I said, we just forget that you know, those steroids were helping me live. Like they were keeping me alive. We just forget that. And I feel like, I hope through, you know, my, my stories and through my TikToks that people can recognize that, you know, there's more to life than, you know, being able to look at just what somebody looks like and remember that there's greater purpose in what, what we're doing here, you know, on this earth. And also, absolutely. And also what your body can do for other people. Yes. You are such an amazing example of, yeah, of no, being able to, to do that. It's it's really fantastic to watch. So what are your goals? And are you going to write a book? Because I'm going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want to write a book. I Ted am actually, Talk. Ted Talk. I'll Ted be talk. your <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I am – I do. I, uh, it's in the works. I mean, I'm really, I, you know, I would love to be able to share my story and to be able to share certain parts of it and Mm -hmm. the things that we've been through as a family. Mm -hmm. Uh, but right now I'm doing lots of, I speak a lot. I go out and I do lots of speaking engagements. I talk about, you know, my, my story and about finding joy in the journey and finding the positives in life and, And being able to help the youth is a big, you know, I love doing that. I feel like our youth need it more these days, you know, Mm -hmm. more than ever. 
So I feel like that's a big part of what I'm doing right now. And yeah, I mean, whatever, whatever comes next, I'm game for. So uh, where can we find you? Are you on Cameo? You need to be on Cameo if you're not. I am on Cameo. Actually, okay, good. you got me on Cameo. I got you on Cameo. You know what? Yeah. You know what? That's right. I did. And you know what? They yeah. asked me, they asked me, they were like, uh, do you want to take commission? Because when you refer somebody to Cameo, yeah. they can give you commission off of getting that person signed up. And I was like, uh, no, I'm not going to take commission. Give it to her or give it to cancer research. I was like, I'm not <laughs> taking anything. Oh, so, you're so sweet. I get, I would get commission off of every single cameo you do. And I was like, oh no, I'm not going to do that. That's, there's no way that I feel right about that. I want, I want her to make all the coin that she can oh, possibly make. You're so awesome. Seriously. Yeah. You're the one that got me on cameo. I forgot so. about that. Well, see, there you go. I, there you go. So you're on Cameo. Um, yes. There's going to be a book that we're all going to buy. And otherwise, is uh, Calamity doing any kind of like touring? Are they like, can we support yeah. Calamity? We're, we're actually getting ready for a big benefit concert, two concerts that we're doing in December. So we have a show in Southern Utah and a show in Northern Utah. Mm -hmm. um, touring is in our future. I mean, that's one of my goals. I would love mm -hmm. to do that with Calamity and be able to help causes all over the world. I think that would be awesome. Yes. Um, as well as taking, you know, speaking as well. I, that's like my big goal is to be able to tie in calamity, my dance for a cause mission with, you know, speaking and sharing my story and helping others all over. So that's like my yes. big goal, something that I hope to do and be able to, you know, do calamity and dance for a cause. So we're excited to do those shows. We're excited to be able to share our message mm -hmm. and yeah, I'll just continue making TikToks and doing YouTube and Instagram. Yes. And <laughs> good. I'm so glad that you're happy. And today's a good day. You're feeling okay today. Yes. Thank you. Good. Yes. Okay, good. Oh, I'm getting ready for a marathon. <gasps> Stop it. Yeah. How could you possibly put us all to shame? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm right. This weekend. This of weekend. Course, of course you are. Of course. Bravo. <laughs> Oh my God. That's awesome. That is that's it. Awesome. That is it. <laughs> I mean, I just love your spirit so much, Tia. And like, I think it's just so easy to root for you and your family and your cause. And you obviously have a friend and a supporter in me. And like I said, if if, if anyone wants to check you out, you are in Cameo, but you're on Instagram and TikTok and, and YouTube. Yes. And so people yeah. should just check out her journey because it's not over. Of course it's not. And yeah. it's developing and growing and good people need to, you know, they need support. So yes, I go agree. check out Tia. Thank you, Christine. Of course. This is not goodbye. Yes. Just not. See just you later. Uh, see you later. And I will give you a big <laughs> hug when I see you too. Yes. I can't wait. I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, me too. Thank you, hon. Seriously. Thank you. Vulnerable is hosted by me, Christy Carlson Romano, produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham and executive produced by Brendan Rooney. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham, and our video editor is Eduardo Gamba. Follow Vulnerable wherever you listen to podcasts so you can join me every week for a vulnerable conversation. And be sure to follow Vulnerable on Instagram and TikTok at The Vulnerable Podcast. And make sure to tune in to my YouTube to watch the video version. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>